This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line with you this evening. It's Ian. And Daryl. Daryl, joining us from fpp.cc. There's a big deal going on over uh, at your website today with a free book giveaway. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. I mean, who can say no to a free book? Uh, 855-453-free is the number here tonight. We're actually going to go right to the phones here to start things out. It is the end of the world edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, actually, right now, uh, you can mark the time because over in uh, Greenwich, in Universal Time Coordinated or Universal Coordinated Time or Coordinated Universal Time, depending on how you look for it online, it's called all of those things. Also but it, called Zulu Time. It is now midnight on the 22nd. Yes. So... We've made it this far. Everyone in uh, that time zone has made it through the 21st without the world ending. Unless the world did end and somehow restarted uh, in some way that we didn't all notice. Uh, I think we have 12 more hours until we're completely safe. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, Just uh, that way it covers all of the time zones. Right, because we still have several hours left, at least uh, for the uh, for the United States. Anyway, we're here. Uh, we'll take your calls about anything. 855-450-FREE. We've got all manner of different... Uh, end-of-the-world-related news, including cult members being arrested in mass in China, uh, people in New York City searching for their final sexual encounter. Uh, we've got the uh, actual the Maya and what they have to say about all this. Fearful end-of-the-world callers flooding NASA. So many different stories. Plus, you've got a top ten list, Daryl, of yes. the top ten, because there's a lot from which to choose. Top ten failed predictions. Uh, top regarding ten the- doomsday prophecies. Yeah, so what I, I think we should do... Uh, what I think we should do in uh, regards to the top ten is we'll spread them out across the show. Yeah, sounds and good. We'll go. Can we go from ten to one? Yeah. In this list, uh, so hold off. We'll get to number ten here in a moment. Let's go first. Uh, we'll continue here. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, let's go to Mark listening in Virginia Beach. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Daryl. Hi guys. What's up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Say again? I didn't make out what that was. Sounded like something. Maybe the world ended in Virginia Beach. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Toll-free number here tonight. All right, so well, let's do it. Number 10 uh, on the top 10 list of failed Okay, so this Armageddon is from science.howstuffworks.com. And they have listed at number 10, The Seekers. From December 24th, 1955, it says in December 1954, a headline in the Chicago Tribune read, Doctor warns of disaster in World Tuesday, worst to come in 1955, he declares. The doctor was Charles hmm. Laughhead, or at least it's spelled Laughhead, I'm sure it's pronounced <laughs> Lockheed or something, uh, was a follower of Dorothy Martin who is a 54-year-old housewife from Oak Park, Illinois. Martin believed that aliens from the planet Clarion had beamed down messages informing her that Mm. a massive flood would soon destroy the planet. Her wild prophecies attracted a small group of followers known as the Seekers, many of whom had quit their jobs and sold their belongings in anticipation of the end. They gathered at Martin's home on Christmas Eve, 1955, singing Christmas carols 
while they waited to be saved by the aliens in their flying saucers. As the night wore on, Martin's followers became increasingly impatient. Mm. Finally, at 4.45 a.m. on Christmas Day, Martin announced that God had been so impressed by their actions Ah, that he no longer wanted to destroy the earth. This is uh, now I've heard this one before, and I think this either either I've heard of this exact story previously and just don't recall any of the details around it or that that is a standard line. That is a line that has been used, I believe, more Several than once. Several times, I think. Yeah, it's as a justification, a an attempt to uh, to come up with an excuse that will sati- uh, you know, satiate or satisfy the cult followers. Because at that time, when you've got this big prediction that you've thrown out there, and it's not coming true, and it's pretty clear that it's not coming true, you've got to do something. You've got to save yes. face in some way. And what better way than to make it look like, oh, well, I've gotten a message from God, and he says that, you know, he thinks you guys have done such a great job here that, uh, you know, put it right back in their court. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out. How she got a message from God when the first messages were from aliens from the planet Clarion. Why didn't the aliens mm. just send her the message? Well, maybe people weren't paying close attention to uh, to those details at the time. I don't know. And it says there's a side note to this story that is almost as interesting as the prophecy itself. Well, but the, one of the interesting things about that line, that excuse, is... How many of them bought it? That's the, that would be the question I'd like to see answered. So let's say that were, you know it was uh, fifty or a hundred different people that went to this uh, True. You know, this, this evening. Uh, how many? What percentage of the suckers? Probably half. You think? I always wonder about that. How many people finally just said, "Wow, I can't believe I've been fooled and uh, stormed off"? And how many of them believed every single word that came out of that person's mouth? My my guess is half, and I base that on several of the other stories that are in this list, and it does give, you know, not necessarily a full statistic of how many people actually bought it, but some of the people did change their prediction, and the vast majority of the followers stayed right along with the guy. Mm. So let me get to this side note. It says, a small group of psych psychologist and students organized by the University of Minnesota's social psychologist psychologist hold on let me let me read that again a small group of psychologists and students organized by social psychologists from University of Minnesota infiltrated the seekers oh wow in an effort to study and better understand oh, apocalyptic cults Leon Festinger, who was the uh, social psychologist from the university, revealed his findings in the 1956 book, When Prophecies Fell, a social and psychological study of a modern group that predicted the destruction of the world. The work oh, that would be fascinating. Early read. exploration of the psychologist's now famous theory on cognitive dissonance. Right. A term that refers to... The human tendency to rationalize when one's thoughts and actions are in disagreement. Exactly, which is, you know, when that moment comes and that time, the time passes that the world was supposed to end and then several more hours have passed and you're sure that the world should have end by, uh, ended by that point, you, you know, the question is how, how much did you buy it? How, yeah. how uh, deeply did you buy the story? And if it was deep enough 
then you will be swayed by whatever ridiculous excuse uh, the cult leader will give. Yeah. Because the cognitive dissonance to, to to believe that you could have been wrong about such a big deal, about something that you may have committed your life to, to the point of uh, selling all your worldly possessions, uh, quitting your job, you know, uh, dis- you know, disconnecting from one's family members. I mean, these are some of the things that people who've been in these positions have done to be so deep into that and then to come to the realization, to come to grips with the fact that you were wrong is uh, it's got to be really difficult yeah. to do. It's very difficult. I'd, that would be a fascinating book, I bet, uh, to read. What was it called again? Uh, about? Well, I, I just you moved past went it. forward. Uh, give me two seconds to go back to that previous page We've got page more of here. these coming up, by the way, the top uh, ten. The title of the book was When Prophecies Fail, mm. a social and psychological study of a modern group that predicted the destruction of the world. All right, I'm going to look more into that one here. 855-453. Of course, there is a Wikipedia article about it, so maybe we'll dig a little bit further into that. And also, the remaining nine of the top ten failed predictions, because you said there's a whole Wikipedia article about all of the predictions, like at least all the... Oh, there's hundreds. Yeah, so uh, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. More on the End of the World edition of Free Talk Live. You can, of course, take control and bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus, speaking of cult members, we'll tell you more about that. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and do it toll-free at 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And one of the things you can do on our website is toss some bitcoins in the tip jar. Go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. You can learn more about what bitcoins are, and then we have our tip jar address on that page. Uh, but you got to learn. There's a bit of a learning curve that comes along with uh, with bitcoins. It's a new kind of currency. It's decentralized, meaning there's no central uh, hub where they're created. They're created all across the internet by people that are engaging in what's called bitcoin mining. It's peer to peer. It's decentralized. It's distributed, meaning that there's no servers that are centralized that you can take out. This, the federal government cannot go into a server center or some kind of corporate offices and take the Bitcoin down. There is no Bitcoin corporation. There's no bank. Uh, there is no, there's no middleman between you and your money. There's no buddy that you have to ask approval from in order to have a Bitcoin account or to purchase Bitcoins or to transfer Bitcoins. It allows you to send money to anyone you want that also has a Bitcoin wallet anywhere in the world. In moments, without having to pay any fees, and you have complete control of your money, take the time to learn more about it. Go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Again, that's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the end of the world. Apparently, we are still here. 
Uh, so we'll keep taking your calls, uh, 855-450-FREE. But talking more of the uh, the psychology of the cult member and uh, what happened in a case, we've got the top 10 failed doomsday prophecies. Number 10. Actually, these are not necessarily the top 10 that have failed. What do you mean by that? Well, you'll find out okay. later in the article. Well, this one failed. Uh, the one that we were talking about up first, which is uh, from the 1950s. 1955, where, a group titled The Seekers. Right, uh, where Dorothy Martin, who was a Chicago housewife, experimented with automatic writing. Not sure what that is. Uh, let's see. What is automatic writing? Anyway, uh, then there was this group of science, uh, you know, psychologists that actually infiltrated her group of cult followers to learn more about the psychology of these people. And there uh, was a book published about it called When Prophecy Fails. Uh, it's, uh, there's, it's detailed somewhat on Wikipedia. And they saw that... Uh, Basically, that this would be this would be a case that would lead to the arousal of dissonance. That is cognitive dissonance, the, the kind of the disconnect in one's mind when one is faced with evidence, incontrovertible evidence that one has been wrong. Uh, that's that's the uh, the sensation that people get when presented with evidence that they're wrong. They don't want to believe it. They they will do Make and up say excuses. things. They will say, make up whatever excuse they might in order to continue justifying the the belief system that they had, the faulty, incorrect belief system. We hear it all the time here on Free Talk Live, and I'm sure we've all been through it ourselves. Uh, as you know, when we've come to the ideas of uh, of freedom, which normally result in, or which normally mean you have to reject the old ideas of statism and the belief in coercive government uh, that uh, that predate. Uh, typically understanding the ideas of freedom. But altering the belief would be difficult. Uh, This is from the summary on Wikipedia. As uh, Ms. Keach, uh, which is what she was called in the book, Dorothy Martin was renamed Marion Keach as an alias in the book to protect her identity at that time. And her group were committed at a considerable expense in order to maintain their belief system, having sold, you know, houses and broken up with family members and things like that. Another option would be to enlist social support for their belief. As Fessinger wrote, if more and more people can be persuaded that the system of belief is correct, then clearly it must, after all, be correct. In this case, uh, if Keach could add consonant elements by converting others to the basic premise, then the magnitude of her dissonance following disconfirmation would be reduced. Festinger and his colleagues predicted that the inevitable disconfirmation would be followed by an enthusiastic effort at proselytizing to seek social support and lessen the pain of disconfirmation. Fettinger and or Festinger and his colleagues infiltrated the group and reported the following sequence of events. Prior to December 20th, the group shunned publicity, uh, December 20th being, I guess, around the time when they uh, were were supposed to end, the 21st, that is. Uh, Interviews are given only grudgingly, and access to Keech's house was only provided to those who convinced the group that they are true believers. The group evolves a belief system provided by the automatic writing from the planet Clarion to explain the details of the cataclysm, the reason for its occurrence, and the manner in which the group would be saved from the disaster. And by the way, automatic writing is writing in which the writer states to be produced from a subconscious and or external spiritual source without conscious awareness of the content. So essentially one claiming to be a medium between the spirit world. Or some kind of aliens in this case. 
Uh, also, on December 20th, the group expects a visitor from outer space to call upon them at midnight and escort them to a waiting spacecraft. As instructed, the group goes to great lengths to remove all metallic items from their persons. As midnight approaches, zippers, bra straps, and other objects are discarded, and the group waits. December 21st, 12.05 a.m. No visitor. Someone in the group notices that another clock in the room shows 11.55. The group agrees that it is not yet midnight. 12.10. The second clock strikes midnight. Still, no visitor. The group sits. Now, they've got Confederates sitting here the entire time uh, with these folks. Is how they know about all this. The group sits in stunned silence. The cataclysm itself is no more than seven hours away in that they were expecting to be rescued prior to the terrible end. 4 a.m. The group has been sitting in stunned silence. A few attempts at finding explanations have failed, and Keach herself begins to cry. 4.45. Another message by automatic writing is sent to Keach. In states, or it states, in effect, that the god of Earth has decided to spare the planet from destruction. So the message did ostensibly come from the aliens. It's just that they used God as the uh, oh, okay. you know, their explanation. Uh, the cataclysm has been called off. The little group sitting all night long had... Sp- spread so much light that God had saved the world from destruction. In the afternoon of December 21st, newspapers are called, interviews are sought. In a reversal of its previous distaste for publicity, the group begins an urgent campaign to spread its message to as broad of an audience as possible. Now, Fessinger, the author of the the book, uh, stated that five conditions must be present if someone is to become a more fervent believer after a failure or disconfirmation. Because that's the time at which your, you know, your faith is being truly tested. Uh, are you going to continue on down the path or are you going to wise up uh, and go back to your real world lives? A belief must be held with deep conviction and it must have some relevance to action. That is, to what the believer does or how he behaves. The person holding the belief must have committed himself to it. That is, for the sake of his belief, he must have taken some important action that is difficult to undo. In general, the more important such actions are, the more difficult they are to undo, the greater is the individual's commitment to the belief. Like quitting a job, moving, selling all Selling possessions. a house. Yep. Oh, I'm committed to this. I'm, uh, I'm in it to win it here. Uh, that's and and that makes sense. What's called the sunken cost fallacy, I believe, yeah. right? The uh, it's it's common in business where if you've spent a bunch of money on some sort of business, uh, you know, investment, and it's going down the drain. You don't want to just let it go because it feels like you're going to lose out more, but actually you lose out more by holding on to it. It's right. sunken costs. Uh, three more points on the conditions as to what it takes for someone to become a more fervent believer even after the failure of the original predictions. And then we'll continue with more of the top ten list of the top ten failed or mostly failed uh, Armageddon slash Doomsday cult predictions. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to getting jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here, toll free. You don't have to talk about the end of the world uh, shenanigans and nonsense, but that's certainly what we've got on the table uh, to discuss here tonight. We being Ian here with you. And Daryl. And uh, Daryl is uh, here courtesy of FPP.cc. That is his website. Uh, You've got a book that you've just released about a week ago. And yes. it is now available free for a limited time, like through, what, Midnight, midnight Pacific? Midnight Pacific for Amazon Kindle. And one can uh, reach that book by going to fpp.cc? Uh, yeah, if you go to fpp.cc and then use the Amazon link on the side, type in the Diary of Henry Myers, mm-hmm. and that will take you to it. So, a uh, quick uh, summary of what the book entails. It's uh, it's written in a first-person diary format. But- written in first-person diary format. Uh, the main character, obviously, is Henry Myers. And he's a reluctant hero at the time of the collapse of the dystopian empire Namsoko, mm-hmm. which is basically... I, I sort of... Took a page out of Orwell's book with Ink Sock being English social- socialism, mm-hmm. Namsoko being North American socialist country. Nice. Which is basically all of North America is under a tyrannical empire. And the book is set at the collapse of the empire, and it has flashbacks to you know the years prior. Mm-hmm. How it came to be. How it sort of fell apart. And that's something that you don't get from most dystopian novels or novellas. So that is available free. Go to fpp.cc, use the Amazon search. Was it search box? Yes. Or, okay. And then type in Diary of Henry Myers. Yes. And it's free until midnight free Pacific. Free on Amazon Kindle. Like until, right now, until yes. midnight Pacific. All right. So uh, 855-450-FREE. And if you miss out today, there's going to be another freebie opportunity coming up in uh, another week. About a week. And we'll talk more about that uh, next week. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, talking about the uh, top 10. What what is the exact title of this uh, story, the top 10? Uh, This is Top 10 Doomsday Prophecies. Top 10 Doomsday Prophecies that presumably have failed, but not all of them, apparently. Yes. Uh, The first one was one from the 1950s, which actually resulted in a book being written by some psychologists who infiltrated this doomsday cult and were there we're actually there we're in the room at the time at which the you know the prophecy failed the aliens were supposed to come they were supposed to pick them up and save them from total destruction the aliens didn't show up at the time at which they were supposed to show up which was just several hours in front of when the actual supposed destruction was supposed to happen which is why these people were probably sitting in stunned silence because they believed they were supposed to be saved from what they thought was coming, and they weren't saved, so therefore they're just waiting to be burned in, you know, fiery torment or whatever. Giant flood, I think it was. And then none of that ended up panning out, so they ended up looking at the different factors, and they came up with five different factors as to what it took after someone has their beliefs uh, disconfirmed, meaning that their belief system fails— And it's clear that it's failed. What are the five conditions that must be present in order for them to become a more fervent believer? To continue on believing that which has obviously not been true, the factors are that the belief must be held with deep conviction and must have some relevance to action. The person holding the belief must have committed themselves to it, that is, taking some sort of important action, quitting a job, selling a house, The belief must be sufficiently specific and sufficiently concerned with the real world so that events may equivocally or unequivocally refute the belief. Meaning, you you know, it's been 
predicted specifically that it's going to be at this time, at this night, and it doesn't happen. Uh, such undeniable, point, point four, such undeniable discon- disconfirmatory evidence must occur and must be recognized by the individual holding the belief. So they must be aware and cognizant that they, it's failed. And then number five, the individual believer must have social support. It's unlikely that one isolated believer could withstand the kind of disconfirming evidence that has been specified. In that, if you were somebody who was alone in your beliefs about the world ending and you came to find out that they weren't true, you wouldn't have anyone else there to reassure you about, oh, well... It was God who saved us. We're going to see the world's going to end in five more years. You know, there wouldn't be some cult leader around to lead you by the hand, and therefore your own mind would question itself likely enough to where you would come to the conclusion that, oh man, I was wrong. And there yep. wouldn't be anyone around to you know look you know look down on you if you were all alone in that belief and didn't communicate it uh, to uh, to others. But if, however, If the believer is a member of a group of convinced persons who can support one another, the belief may be maintained and the believers may attempt to proselytize or persuade non-members that the belief is correct. There apparently was a 2008 edition of this particular book as well, so it's been updated apparently. Uh, The book When Prophecy Fails sounds like it might be an interesting read for more that want to get uh, in more detail on that. But let's continue because we've got news actually about uh, the prophecy that just failed today or, well, should fail in another uh, dozen hours or so. Uh, We've got other news around that, like a, a a thousand cult members in China have been arrested Thousand doomsday cult members arrested. Argentina <laughs> shutting down a mountaintop for fear of people mass suiciding on that mountaintop. So interesting things are going on as we speak. But let's go on with the top ten list. Number nine. Number nine. This oddly is oddly enough. And what's the source on this one, by the way? This is howstuffworks.com. Good site. Number nine. Oddly enough, is the Mayan calendar, 2012. Says the 2009 movie 2012 is a 150 minute showcase of the apocalyptic eye candy with enough death and destruction to bring up the question, what's so bad about 2012? It depends on who you ask. The fear is based on the way some people interpret the Mayan long count calendar, which is divided into great cycles lasting approximately 5,125 years. One of these cycles ends on December 21st, 2012, giving some doomsdayers the ammunition they need to declare the impending apocalypse. They also have numerous theories about how exactly the world will end. Some claim that a mysterious planet known as Nibiru, Mm -hmm. Planet X, or Eris, or a large meteor will collide with the Earth. Another popular theory is And we'd that probably the, I would think uh you know NASA would probably get a clue on that one. Yeah. You'd you'd probably hear at least something in advance on that. You know, cuz someone would see it. You'd, you the meteor is not just going to appear out of the sky and you know just poof appear and then crash into the planet. It's going to come from somewhere. So you'd have some advanced a little right. bit of advanced notice on that one. The other popular theory is that the Earth's magnetic poles reverse, causing the planet's rotation to reverse as well. Hmm. Well, scientists have already dismissed both of these theories as laughable. Mm -hmm. They contend that if a celestial body were on a crash course with Earth, 
they would have already noticed it, as you said. And while astronomers recognize that the magnetic poles do reverse, roughly every 400,000 years, they insist that the event does not affect the Earth's rotation Hmm. and will not harm life on Earth. Perhaps the most interesting part of this whole apocalyptic fad is that the Mayans themselves don't expect the world to end in 2012. (laughs) Rather, they expect it to be a time of great celebration and luck when the planet completes the current great cycle. Right. And of course, it's also uh, winter solstice. It just happens to be winter solstice. So uh, today is the day at which... That uh, those of us in the darker areas of the world will start to experience things getting lighter Yay. during the day. So thank goodness. So tomorrow the sun sets at four thirty-two instead of four twenty-nine, something like that. Yeah, I really am not a fan of the streetlights coming on at four thirty. It's bad. It's bad. But then again, we also have the government to blame for that one. Yeah, due True. to the crazy. Monopoly on streetlights. The jumping forward and the (laughs) setting clocks back thing that goes on every year. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, So you can bring up whatever you want here. Coming up, we'll tell you more about the thousand doomsday cult members arrested in China prior to uh, today's supposed end of the world. And we'll continue with the eight remaining doomsday prophecies, the top eight 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Have you ever been involved in a cult before? We'd love to hear your story. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, my name's Tim Cummins. I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job to help you feel good right now. And every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good because you're an awesome person of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good too. So get with the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. And that will take you to a page with uh, links to different vendors or different uh, websites that you can purchase various different products from, including Newegg, uh, but also Amazon. Amazon's the primary uh, provider there. It's the best deal for us. When you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you click into the Amazon of your choice. There's more than one for different parts of, uh, of the world. And you click on the right Amazon for you. It'll be the same Amazon shopping experience that you're used to. It's just that Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. So if you want, for instance, to go and purchase the book we were talking about, When Prophecy Fails, uh, Amazon's got it for $11.95, brand new. It's actually a 2011 reprint of uh, the original, and it says here that it is a full facsimile, not reproduced with optical recognition software. So this is supposed to be a very nice uh, reprint of the original book. It's got a lot of great reviews. You can get it for uh, $11.95. It's eligible for free Super Saver shipping, which means if you get 25 bucks worth of products that are eligible for free Super Saver shipping, you get the shipping free. Uh, so it's not hard to uh, rack up you know, 25 bucks on Amazon, a couple books, a couple video games, DVDs, whatever. Uh, just go and get your shopping done over at shop.freetalklive.com and feel good because you're getting the stuff you're looking for 
and Free Talk Live gets a percentage. It's the same prices you're used to, the same Amazon experience. You're just entering through our affiliate link at shop.freetalklive.com. We'll continue in moments with the top 10 doomsday prophecies. Uh, most of them, I presume, have failed, uh, but you said not all of them have. Not all. Uh, so Chris is with us first, though, in Cincinnati. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Daryl. Uh, hi, Ian. Hi, Daryl. Hey there. Hello. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was uh, wondering if you guys have seen any zombies yet. No, no one crawling from the ground. I mean, I've certainly seen status uh, out there, and those guys are kind of zombified. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I was at the courthouse this morning doing Don't Take a Plea, and saw a lot of people that walking around acting like they didn't really have a clue what was going on. But No brain-eating? No brain-eating no. zombies, no, brain, well, no Night of the Living Dead sort of How are of things thing. in, in Cincinnati? Well, it's not midnight yet. It's not midnight yet, so... Uh, I guess we've got a little bit of time before before the end of the world. Well, I mean, it is midnight over in uh, Great Britain right now. Ah, uh, but it's not midnight in Mexico. I mean, true. This is true. This is true. So, what else you got on your mind? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what type of apocalypse this is supposed to be, though. I mean, there's the religious, the zombie, the alien invasion. Uh, do you guys have any idea of uh, what they're calling for? Good question. There are a variety of different uh, versions of what is supposed to happen today. There is a group of folks who were going to, I guess, throw themselves from a mountaintop in Argentina uh, with the expect, uh, expectation that a uh, UFO was going to pick them up and take them away. Another thousand people in China also had their own belief system about what the end of the world was going to entail, and they've been arrested. Uh, and uh, so various different people with uh, various different uh, theories and predictions. And of course, as we know, the Maya folk, uh, they don't believe any of this stuff. Well, that's one way we could stop the end of the world. We could just re- arrest everybody who's saying anything <laughs> about the end of the world. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, Chris. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let me give you a little bit more about the China, uh, Chinese story since I yeah, mentioned I'm, it so I'm many really times. Yeah, I'm really interested about that. Uh, police in China, according to B- uh, BBC China, have carried out further arrests of members of a doomsday cult for spreading rumors about the imminent end of the world, according to state media. Almost 1,000 members of Christian group Almighty God have now been detained State media terms Almighty God an evil cult, the same description that it applies to the band Falun Gong Group. The sect predicts Friday will usher in three days of darkness and has urged its members to overthrow communism. Its adherents believe uh, the 21st of December is the last day in the Mayan long count calendar and thus signifies the end of the world. The belief has gained considerable popularity in China where the film 2012 was a box office hit. It's not just followers of Almighty God who think the world will end on Friday. A farmer in Hebei province, Liu Qiang, has built several, uh, seven rather, survival pods, which can contain 14 people each. The pods, made of fiberglass, float on water and can survive storms. So would those be the pod people? Yeah, I guess so. Mr. Liu told Agents France Press, quote, If there really is some kind of apocalypse, then you could say I've made a contribution to the survival of humanity. To calm anxieties, they've got a picture of him here with his pods, and they're sort of big balls, basically. Like humongous balls in which one could uh, crawl inside and, I guess, stand or sit. Uh, he's uh, dressed in camouflage, as any good survivalist uh, should be. If you yeah. thought that was a look that was only reserved for uh, for Americans, apparently not. Uh, 
Anyway, to calm anxieties, police in Beijing have posted an online notice telling people that the so-called end of the world is a rumor. Almighty God has told its believers that the apocalypse will usher in a new era presided over by a female Jesus, according to the Chinese newspaper Global Times. The group has been attacked by Chinese media, which variously accuses female members of using sex communication to ensnare single men, of banning followers from carrying mobile phones, and of using pseudonyms to conceal their real identities. Although it's not described what sex communication exactly is. I don't know, but it sounds fun. Little is known about the group, which state media said was formed about 20 years ago in the central Henan province. Most of the arrests have been in the provinces of Qinghai and Guizhou, according to the Beijing Times. Okay, here's my question. If the world ends, as in global catastrophe, some giant large thing smashes into Earth, everything disintegrates... What good is it to be in this in little pod? Yeah, I that was my question. The as well. world is ending, and right. if you do as think though your that little man-made ending, as though your man-made fiberglass ball is somehow going to survive the onslaught of natural disaster or it unnatural, will survive the nuclear winter that wiped out the dinosaurs, right, or whatever flames from the sky or whatever you know doomsday scenario we're talking about here that that your little fiberglass balls are going to stand up to the hand and the wrath of God is ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of these things, they just don't make sense. So your thoughts are welcome. Maybe you've been in a cult. Maybe you're a cult leader. We'd love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. Maybe you made some predictions You're here. a cult leader, Ian. I'm accused uh, of that, apparently. apparently which I, uh, although I think ludicrous. you said that Ravage the Cat is the leader. He's as good a leader as uh, as anyone else, our studio kitty here. You can see him sometimes at cam.freetalklive.com. Uh, but, you know, it's, cults are, are fascinating, and if you've ever been on the inside of one, then you know best and would love to hear from you as to what your experience was. And did you have some sort of an exit experience? Uh, you know, what was it that took you out of the belief system? What was it that made you question your beliefs to the point where you were able to leave? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with the uh, remaining eight of the top eight or top ten rather doomsday predictions number eight according to howstuffworks.com harold camping's may 11th 2011 prediction wow that was from 2011 it seemed like it was this year uh harold camping has actually made several predictions uh and this specific article does not mention all of the other predictions that he's made uh it just says Starts off says, the Bible is pretty clear about doomsday prophecies. Mark 13, 12 reads, but the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the son, but the father. Translation, you don't know when the world's going Nobody to knows, except, except for God. God. Says, but that hasn't stopped some believers from trying to make predictions anyway. Mm. One such man is Harold Camping, a retired engineer who believes that the Bible is a numerical code book that can be deciphered and reveal clues (laughs) about the end times. Camping, the founder of the independent ministry Family Radio International. Yeah, they own a bunch of radio stations. First predicted that the world would end in September of 1994. Oops. But when the apocalypse failed to materialize, he attributed the error to incomplete research. Hmm. Camping recently gained... He just made a mistake with the numbers. Made a mistake with calculations. I forgot to carry a one. Right. (laughs) Something along those lines. 
Apparently, God God was not inspiring him in that uh, research. (laughs) Camping recently gained additional attention for his latest doomsday prediction, May 21st, 2011. In an interview with the New York Magazine on May 11th of 2011, the 89-year-old was brimming with confidence, saying, quote, God has given so much information in the Bible about this and so many proofs and so many signs that we know it's absolutely going to happen without any question at all. Camping was so certain that his mini- that his ministry spent millions of dollars plastering the Judgment Day message on more than 5,000 billboards and 20 recreational vehicles as a warning to the general public. When May 21st came and went without interruption... Camping did what most good doomsayers would. Revised he blamed, his prediction. He blamed the mistake on a mathematical error and moved the date to October 21st. We'll continue in moments here. Hour two's next. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The Empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. Available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimesPree.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program at 855-450-FREE. Throughout the show tonight, we'll be sharing with you, uh, Daryl's got a story from HowStuffWorks.com about the 10, the top 10 doomsday predictions. Most of them failed. Um, we'll continue with that list here in a moment. And, of course, uh, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind as well. You don't have to talk about the end-of-the-world stuff, uh, shenanigans and nonsense going on all over the world, including a 1,000 people being arrested for being a part of a cult in China predicting the end of the world, uh, in Argentina shutting down a mountaintop. We'll tell you more about that story coming up here in a bit. And uh, the number again, 855-450-FREE. Right before we went away to the news break, we were talking about one of the more recent prophecies that failed, the Harold, Harold Camping, Camping family radio uh, guy who's uh, in his late 90s, if I'm not mistaken, or late, excuse me, late 80s, uh, like 89 years old. Uh, I think he's about 90 or 91 90. now. Yeah, so a couple years ago he predicted, uh, actually back in the 90s he predicted that the world was going to end, and then oops, it was a mistake. I, Mathematical error. Right, calculated wrong. Uh, he believes that the Bible is a bunch of uh, like encoded numbers and numerology sort of thing, and that there's uh, secrets in there, and... Uh, even though the Bible says... Or at least he believed that. Right. Uh, so he re- revised his numbers to 2011 in March. May, May sorry. 21st. It didn't happen. Uh, and then he revised his numbers again to October of 2011. Yes. And it didn't happen. And there's an interesting addition here that's not mentioned in the How Stuff Works piece 
from Wikipedia's article about Harold Camping, who is still alive. Uh, he had a stroke. He did have a stroke. In October of 2011. And then in March of 2012, he stated publicly that his attempt to predict a date for the end of the world was sinful. And that his critics had been right in pointing to the words of Matthew twenty four thirty six of that day and hour knoweth no man. He added that he was now searching the Bible even more fervently, not to find dates, but to be more faithful in his understanding. So this is the rare case where a, a cult uh, leader will actually admit personally that he was wrong about something. Uh, that's pretty rare. I mean, it That's took him very a, rare. It took him a decade and a half to actually, you know, find almost two decades to admit to being wrong in several failed predictions. But he did admit that he was wrong, and he still has his media empire. You know, it hasn't. Uh, I don't imagine it has damaged his, uh, you know, his ability to do what he's doing, which is own several radio stations. He's got something like fifty radio stations across the country that air. And those his are ones that he actually owns. Family radio, not just owns. affiliates. Correct. Family Radio owns those stations. Why anyone would want to affiliate with his programming otherwise, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he's also got uh, international satellite channels. I mean, this guy's well-funded. And you don't, you don't operate 50 radio stations and internationally available satellite channels and not have significant amounts of, uh, of cash. It's, it's impressive, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, 855-450-FREEZE, the toll-free number. Let's continue down the list, shall we? We'll go to number seven Number next. seven. William Miller and the Millerites may sound like a good name for a 1960s pop band, but in the 1840s, they were a fairly successful doomsday cult. That is, if you measure success by the number of followers, not the eventual occurrences of the predicted apocalypses. Mm. Miller was a product of the Second Great Awakening, a period of intense religious revival from which several modern denominations were born, including the Mormons and the Seventh-day Adventist. A farmer-turned-preacher, Miller crested this wave of spiritual fervor with his prediction that Jesus would return to Earth in March of 1843. He derived his prophecy from a complex system of mathematical calculations and promoted it by giving sermons and passing out pamphlets during the 1830s and early 1840s. It's important that it be complex. That way no one can understand it. And that way you can seem as though you're uh, more informed. I can solve this equation. No one else can. Scholars estimate that some of the one million people who heard his message of or scholars estimated that of the 1 million people who heard his message about 100,000 actually chose to follow him as march 1843 neared many of these believers sold all of their possessions donned oh, wow. white robes and climbed to the tops of mountains and hills to await the rapture into heaven <laughs> when nothing happened miller moved the date to october 1844 which also proved to be a bust, leading some to label the non-event the Great Disappointment. Most of the preacher's followers then abandoned him, and some went on to form the Adventist Church. Wow. I'd heard of the Adventist Church, did not know anything about it. Yes. So uh, he's... I, I believe in some way the Millerites are also connected somehow to the Jehovah's Witnesses who have a very spectacular 
history of failed prophecies of the apocalypse. Is that right? I was not aware of that about them. So this guy failed twice in his predictions, and that yes. was enough for people to give up on him and, and leave. But then again, he had followers that were all he over the place. He had 100,000 followers across the country. Right. And so you're dealing with, uh, you know, back in the 1800s, they would be writing him letters, you know, or maybe sending telegraphs. And what, when was that available? Later on in the, the uh, century? Uh, possibly later, yeah. Probably letters that were being sent back and forth. Pony so Express. That would give one enough time to question one's beliefs enough to where... You, you know, you would be able to break away from the grip of the cult easier right. if you were disconnected from it and disconnected from its uh, charismatic leader. Whereas if he were maybe able to put some sort of YouTube video up and be able to keep people in his cult, he might have been more successful uh, that way. Yeah, it's very possible. So uh, here's the story about Argentina. Since we were talking about mountaintops with that yes. story, people going up on mountaintops, according to France24.com, as mountaintops go, this one is for meditating and the odd UFO sighting. But now it's closing for a few days to avert a mass suicide by folks girding for the world's end. That doomsday is indeed upon us with Christmas just around the corner. Heaven forbid is one gloomy interpretation of a Mayan Indian calendar. To wit, December 21st marks the end of a 5,200-year cycle on the Mayan Long Count calendar. It's a cause for celebration for many in Mexico and Central America, but spells doomsday for some believers. In Argentina's central Cordova province, fallout will be felt at a mountain called Uritoco, which was sacred for indigenous peoples when their numbers were still large in Argentina. Authorities will shut down access to it from December 20th through the 22nd because an appeal has gone out on Facebook for people to climb the hill December 21st and commit massive spiritual suicide, said Gustavo Cez, mayor of the nearby town of Capilla de Monte. Okay, here's a weird question. If you think the world is going to end and all life with it will end, why kill yourself? I would love to know the answer to that question. Uh, anything I say would be pure speculation. Maybe they believe that by taking their own life, they somehow uh, save their soul before being having it destroyed in some sort of tormentous fire or brimstone. Uh, that's total speculation. It would be interesting to actually hear from a cult member or a former cult member and, uh, and get their uh, thoughts on that matter. By the way, the uh, Capilla de Monte means chapel on a hill. It was taken by a decision taken by consensus to preempt any distortion of the Mayan prophecy, he said. The peak is about 2,000 meters high and located in a touristy area north of Buenos Aires. Young and not-so-young people climb up there to meditate and do esoteric stuff. In decades past, this is an actual news article, by the way, uh, UFO sightings from its touchy-feely heights have been reported. The tourism industry is fuming with the temporary shutdown. Hotels and hostels nearby had been expected to house around 15,000 people just before Christmas, tourism being the main source of revenue in the region. Forget about all that money now, says Gabriel Schifano, the head of the Capilla de Monte Tourism Association, who said he was puzzled by the word of the mass suicide. He says the hotel occupancy rate is now about 1,000 people, but we don't think anyone else will come, which is awful news. Is there a silver lining anywhere? According to them, yes. Associations of people who like to meditate have appealed for a gathering on December 21st in the town to mark the beginning of a new era as per the mainstream upbeat reading of the Mayan calendar. 
A lot of people mistake the day for the apocalypse, says one of the organizers. So they're, they're getting a little bit of extra tourism from the New Age uh, believers and the people intending to commit what is titled spiritual suicide will have to find somewhere else to do it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here tonight for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Daryl. 855-450-FREE. Ask the question on Facebook and Twitter, have you ever been part of a cult and invited folks to tell their story? Uh, Got some brief uh, responses here on Facebook. We'll share those with you. And by the way, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. And that's where you can follow uh, Free Talk Live via email and also on Facebook and Twitter. Whatever your choice, it's all free. So go to news.freetalklive.com. And we mentioned uh, in the last hour about bitcoins, told you about the, how they're a decentralized currency that is a digital currency. And it bypasses all manner of banks and governments. It actually directly connects you with your customers and friends and people that you want to transfer money to and from. You can get your Bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com. So once you've learned about the Bitcoin, you're ready to get some of them. Bitinstant.com is the fastest, safest, and easiest way to acquire Bitcoins. You can go to something like a million locations, including your own computer, in more than 30 countries, it can be as simple as walking into a Walmart or a CVS, put, uh, putting down some cash at the MoneyGram phone, and walking out knowing that Bitcoins are waiting for you in your Bitcoin wallet. Go to BitInstant.com. It's so easy, and it works. BitInstant.com. Uh, so, 855-450-FREE. Facebook responses to, have you ever been part of a cult? Joe Titiger says, yes, the Catholic Church... And most churches are close behind. Of course, the definition of church does tend to simply be the same as a cult, except there's more mainstream acceptance. There are larger uh, numbers of members than in a cult. It, really, the dividing line between an a organized religion and a cult just has to do with popularity, it seems. Also, uh, Aaron Kent says, I was raised in a Mormon family. Does that count? Rory Smith answers, Amway. <laughs> which of course does have uh, network marketing does have a lot of cult aspects to it i've been involved in network marketing in the past when i was a a, a young teenager i guess an older teenager uh i got suckered into uh, to one of those and it was an interesting experience and they absolutely are uh, more than happy to help you completely disabuse yourself of any notion of having fa- uh, family members or friends who care about you uh, by the fact that you're willing to basically try to rake them over the coals for every dollar that they can possibly hand over uh, in all their, you know, as much free time as possible. Of course, most people don't want to listen to your harebrained scheme uh, to become a diamond distributor. And so they end up just becoming not your friend anymore. You know, I, I actually have a brilliant idea 
on how to get rich. Not necessarily quick, but how to get rich. Send me 20 bucks and then I'll give you my idea. (laughs) You think that'll work? Well, I've been trying it for like 30 years and it's not really worked. Probably works better when you sell them a book instead for the money. Uh, Matt Badman says, the end of the world, you say? I better finish off this plate of brownies then. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. No actual cult members, though, uh, calling the show thus far tonight. I know. You don't want to admit to it. Uh, you don't want to admit that you were in a cult. You don't want anybody to hear your, your voice or figure out who you are. So so I get Call it. Call in with a pseudonym. Use some sort of voice manipulation yeah. software. There, it's fascinating, though, to learn about these cults. And you've got the top 10 doomsday prophecies, Daryl. We're on number yes. six, I believe. Yes. Number six is Haley's Comet Ooh. from 1910. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be Hale-Bopp for whatever. Uh, anyway, there was the other group that maybe they'll yeah. come up in this one later. Uh, Haley's Comet 1910. A unique astronomical event is a surefire way to inspire a doomsday prophecy. Enter Haley's mm-hmm. Comet. A ball of icy dust that is visible from Earth every 76 years. When the celestial body was scheduled to make a pass in 1910, the claims of impassioned astronomers at Chicago's Yerkes Observatory inspired fear in a surprising number of people. They insisted that the comet tail was made of poisonous cyanogen gas. And when Earth passed through it on May 18th, the toxic fumes would cause widespread death. Some opportunists tried to profit from the hysteria, selling comet pills, (laughs) whatever those are, masks, and bottled (laughs) oxygen intended to help people survive the noxious Armageddon. As the deadly date approached, some concerned citizens stuffed towels under their doors and covered the keyholes <laughs> on their doors with paper to protect themselves from the gas cloud. Others refused to go to work, choosing instead to stay at home with their families or seek refuge in their churches. Conversely, those not taken by the apocalyptic Apocalyptic? Yeah. How did I mispronounce that word? (laughs) The apocalyptic predictions watched the night pass without incident at rooftop comet parties held across the country. Nice. Sounds sort of like some of the hurricane parties down south. south. I so wanted to have one of those when Sandy didn't blow through New Hampshire. Didn't we? I thought we had a hurricane party. Maybe I was just having it in my mind. Well, we had a get-together with all the Southerners saying, where's the hurricane? But it wasn't actually a hurricane party because the hurricane didn't hit New Hampshire. Well, I mean, some rain. We got some rain. Yeah, but the actual eye of the thing went up through New York, so we didn't does it actually have to, get does the, the eye, hurricane. Wait a minute. Does the eye have to pass over the location of a hurricane party in order for you to have a hurricane party? I don't, I don't agree know. with that. I don't agree with that. I mean, if you're going to have a hurricane party, it's because there's a chance you could get hit by the hurricane. Okay. That people are, uh, you know, preparing to be hit by the hurricane. The idea behind the hurricane party is, I understand it, I and mean, I'm a Florida native, uh, so I guess I've had a little bit of experience with this. Uh, the, the idea is that everybody's freaking out about the hurricane. You're having a hurricane party. So okay. that's all. Instead of freaking out and, you know, going overboard with preparations, 
you just buy a bunch of alcohol and or whatever other oh uh, yeah party so we favors. totally did that yeah and then you get together with a group of your friends all in one location. And you, you can do a little bit of preparing. I mean, it, it would make sense if you really do think you're going to get hit by an actual serious hurricane. Half the ones that came in our area in Florida were not very serious. But uh, for whatever reason, Sarasota, Florida just has not been hit by a hurricane in the last several decades. Not directly, at least. And Well, uh, I, I think with Sarasota being on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Yeah, but if you look at the, the charts of, you know, like the historical charts of touchdown points for hurricanes, they're all up and down the Gulf Coast, just not in Sarasota. So they're probably do, uh, well overdue for one of them, but yeah. they, they've lucked out uh, for decades. And uh, so, you know, the, so if you are actually going to get hit by a hurricane, you know, it wouldn't hurt to bring the lawn chairs, put them in the pool. If you got a pool, uh, board up the windows and then have your hurricane party. But if the eye doesn't pass over your location, I don't think that invalidates your hurricane party. OK, if you've got wind, if you've got wind, if you've got rain, you know, if you're on the cusp, the outer cusp of the hurricane, I think that still counts. Okay. Because if you could be doing something else and there is a possibility the hurricane could turn your way, uh, that qualifies. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So maybe people are having their end-of-the-world parties here tonight and last night. You're certainly welcome to share your stories. Uh, And especially if you're a cult member, definitely want to hear from you tonight or have been a cult member. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free lane. Or you can call and tell us about your friend that was in a cult. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Daryl. And you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Do enjoy the features waiting for you. Archives are there. Lots of them. They go all the way back for years worth of the show. You can just click and download. On the front page of the website, you'll see the last seven days worth right up at the top. Then you click in the archive section. It'll take you back for the year's worth of shows. And uh, the those same shows are also available through our SoundCloud page, which you can access through soundcloud.freetalklive.com. Alternately, if you're already on the site, you can just look over on the left-hand side under Listen and Share, and you'll find the SoundCloud link there. Uh, when you're on the SoundCloud page, there are share buttons on each one of the audio files, and that makes it really easy to take your favorite episode and share it on your Facebook page or Twitter or whatever social networking uh, bookmarking service that you prefer. So go to freetalklive.com, grab as many archives as you want. Uh, so 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number here tonight. want to remind you that SACL CAI it has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. They're really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Now, SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you, so their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner right at the top of freetalklive.com's banner column on the right-hand side of our website. 
freetalklive.com and SACL CAI. So let's go to the phones here and then we'll continue with the top 10 doomsday predictions. We've got five more to go. Yes. Uh, but Michael is on the line listening in Wyoming. You're on Free Talk Live. Michael. Hey, Ian. How you doing? Hey, it's Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. Yeah. What's um, going on? I want to talk about why I left Facebook, but it actually integrates preparing and the sky is falling, whatever. Um, oh, I, I thought you were calling to tell us you used to be in a cult. Nah, man. Nah. Oh, that's too bad. The Facebook him, cult. Through a, far, through a powerful telescope. You could look um, at Facebook as a cult in some way, I, I suppose. But Well, I do. And here's why I left. And you said, you'll be back, that's... which is what the heroin dealers used to say when I quit heroin. <laughs> were they right? <laughs> Wait, were they right about uh, quitting heroin? Stopped. Yeah, well, actually, they'd never give you any of it free or, you know, you'd have to pay them on the spot. You couldn't get credit. But when I finally quit... After like two weeks, a couple of them came by my house and offered me a free bag, and I sent them away. <laughs> but that's how Facebook is. It takes two weeks to leave. You know, yeah. you have to like get rid of your account, and then you have to not log in for two weeks. But I'm not coming back. You said I'll be back, and here's why. Okay, it's kind of a fear spiral, and I'm not picking on Facebook in particular. But I, the final straw for me was, okay, I posted two things in one day. One was about some news article about the government is finding new ways to read your email. That got 170 likes and 76 shares. And then we published a piece about how to actually set up encrypted email so your government can't read it. And that got like, you know, five likes and two shares. So people, Facebook as a whole, not singling out individuals, but the entity of Facebook is an echo chamber where people would rather go, the sky is falling, than put on a hard hat and do anything about it. That's my complaint. And I would like to see people taking more action peaceful, nonviolent action to protect themselves from things than just being in this fear porn spiral. Are you on uh, Diaspora at all? People still use that? I don't know what that is. Isn't that the, uh, oh, that's like the, the Liberty Anarchist uh, Facebook probably set up by who knows who. No, is it still exist? Does it still it's exist? It's still there and very few people ever use it. I logged on a couple of weeks ago and made a post that said, I'm never on here because there's nobody here. I remember the Diaspora, or I don't know, is it Diaspora or Diaspora? But anyway, I don't know. I remember there was a lot of buzz about it a couple years ago, and it was supposed to be the Facebook killer, and they were raising all this money. The Diaspora folks like yeah, raised $200,000, and they raised all this money to supposedly develop this uh, Facebook killer, and all these Liberty people were like, yeah, we're going to leave Facebook and join Di- a Diaspora, and some people went and joined, and and I was like, all right, whatever, we'll check this thing out. And it was it was lame, and it was yeah. almost like these people took folks for $200,000 and delivered this really lame website uh, in, in return, and that was that. Uh, and it never really took off. But, but back to your point, uh, Michael, about you know what you you perceive as Facebook uh, as being this place where people uh, just post fear mongering articles about the sky falling, and they don't actually do something. Is that am I understanding what you're saying correctly? Absolutely. Well, I can understand why you would see it that way because you live in Wyoming, where there's actually nothing happening. Uh, here uh, in New Here in New Hampshire, uh, you people. Always- you always every time I call in, you have to turn it around to a commercial for the Free State Project. It's and true, I man. I'm not project. And if I were 30 instead of 48, and single instead of married, and at a point in my life where you know, like I'm content 
with my wife and my cats in the internet. Right on, brother. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm just explaining to you the reason why it <laughs> seems this way to you. Facebook, I look, I get what you're saying. However, here in New Hampshire, we have Facebook groups where people organize real-life activism. Uh, we've I got... Know. There's constantly events being created and, uh, you know, invite invitations being sent well, out. I think you're agreeing with me, actually. What, I'm, what you're not understanding, though, probably, is I'm not picking on Facebook. It's a symptom. It's not the problem. Okay. And I think the problem is people who just sit on the Internet sure. and say the sky is falling all day. I agree, and, the, and Facebook empowers them. Anymore. You're right. Facebook yeah. empowers those people to continue sitting and continue complaining. Well, and- not not to really defend Facebook, but the weird algorithms that Facebook uses to decide what posts people see probably plays a lot into why the one thing got shared 170-some-odd yeah. times and the other one got two likes. Well, maybe, well, but I think I'm it— not, I'm not picking on individual people. I'm saying Facebook as a collective mind, which is a combination of— the people on there and the people programming the algorithms. I mean, the algorithms are pretty creepy and kind of state-centric. And, like, recently they've been throwing people off there for questioning the mainstream news story on the shootings in Connecticut mm. and then writing people and saying, we took you off, Facebook is not a place for politics, when Facebook wow. itself was spamming me for Obama before the, the election. <laughs> Well, I think that your analysis is generally correct about people in the liberty movement. I mean, really, it's a problem with the people in this movement being uh, more akin to or more likely to complain about something than then to actually do something about it or to think that they're doing something about it by sharing an article on Facebook and considering that, oh, I'm an activist. And uh, here, here I am being active by uh, copying a link and pasting it to my Facebook page. Rah, rah, that's going to save, uh, save the planet. And I believe you can do Internet only activism but forwarding crap on facebook or twitter or anywhere is not activism i i agree with i agree with the assessment i think that facebook can be a useful tool for facilitating real activism because i've seen it do that uh just a couple of days ago there was a an event that was created by a, a former or actually a state rep here in uh new hampshire he put out the word very quickly about an upcoming meeting it was the day before he put out a, a put up an event the day before a meeting happening in concord and we packed the room we packed the room full and of people yeah, it's great it's great for that yeah. it really is and I, like i said i'm not picking on facebook i'm encouraging people to think of ways to reach the world to affect the world to protect themselves from the world you know whether that's storing food storing guns helping your neighbors getting to know your neighbors uh learning to use encryption any and all of those things learning first aid learning skills you can help with other people all of that is far more valuable than forwarding the latest, oh, my God, this guy is falling. That's pretty much what I'm saying. It's really got nothing to do with Facebook specifically. Yeah, I mean, That's as far as where it really came out to me. Right. You know, it's back to the old question of uh, does life imitate art? Does art imitate life? Uh, or is it, you know, a little bit of both? So Facebook is only reflecting the desires of its users. Uh, it's only being it's, it goes no further than that. I mean, it's getting to the point to me where you could probably create an app and the way I was seeing people use Facebook. They could probably let the app do most of what they do on Facebook, and they could never log on. Yeah, I'm. I have an addiction to just scrolling down the Facebook news feed, even past stories I've already read. I've got a serious problem. 
But then again, I'll find pro- things on Facebook that I really think are valuable by doing that, and it'll justify my actions, and I've got, an, I've well, got issues. Hey, I'll Michael, if you want to hang on, you can never. come back here in a moment. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. Statelesssweets.com. Free Talk Live, take control, toll free, 855-450-FREE. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you there. In fact, you can sign up for news updates Get it via email, Twitter, Facebook, all over at news.freetalklive.com. One of the many features on our website. Plus, you can also support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea behind the AMP program is to get uh, Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. It is not something that uh, facilitates paychecks for any of the hosts on this show. It is money that is invested into the show so as to put the ideas of liberty into more people's ears across the world via radio, satellite, and internet delivery. Once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about the program there. You can get signed up and become an amplifier for as little as 5 bucks a month. And you can do it with any major credit card through PayPal, use Visa or MasterCard through our secure server. Uh, Once again, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime? It's here in New Hampshire. Now, Wyoming was a, a you know a distant second place in the Free State Project uh, ten states that were original <laughs> that were originally uh, possible options. And Michael uh, Dean is with us. He is in Wyoming. Now, you didn't move there for Free State Wyoming, did you? No, but I was inspired by. Some of their writings, and I have, I have some friends in that here. Actually, what basically turned me into a libertarian overnight was reading Boston's book, uh, Boston Tea Party's book, You and the Police. Oh, great book. We, we bought guns, and we suddenly realized we couldn't legally take them out of the house in California. I read mm. that book in one night, and he talked about open carry. And I'm like, what the hell is open carry? And yeah. I looked it up, and by by 6 a.m., I woke my wife up and said, we're moving to Wyoming. And about nice. a year later, we lived here. That was one of my first books uh, that I ever read as a, uh, a developing libertarian was You and the Police. I don't know if he's updated it since then, but it it was one of, it's one of those books that's really got some great basic information that I think – you know, even if it hasn't been updated, would still be useful to to people today. Like talking about the three different types of uh, police uh, encounters, yeah. uh, contact, well, detention, I think Tom and arrest. Rock has taken the mantle and updated it. Yeah, in life. yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, go to freestateproject.org, Learn about the 
most critical movement of uh, liberty-minded people. There's a great article I just posted over at freekeen.com last night. Uh, there's been a, a NewHampshire.com series that has been started on the Free State Project. Now, NewHampshire.com is a website that I believe is owned by the Union Leader, which is the the, the primary newspaper in New Hampshire. So it's out of the Manchester the major area. newspaper in the state. Yeah, and uh, so NewHampshire.com is one of their uh, their websites, and they're doing a series on the Free State Project. The first. Uh, the first installment was a week ago, which was just kind of basic about the Free State Project, interviewing uh, some of the Free State Project participants. This week, it's all about the critics of the Free State Project. So they actually bring a uh, Republican and Democrat on to talk about how terrible the Free State Project is. And one of the best quotes in the piece is, quote, it's really disturbing to think about what 20,000 of them could do to New Hampshire. And I just thought that was such a perfect uh, example of how effective we've already been here in New Hampshire with only 1,100 people of the Free State Project here. We're still in the early 1, phase. 1,118, according to freestateproject.org. Right, but there's over 13,000 that have pledged to make the move. 13,482. Right, and so we want to get to 20,000 participants. So to, to hear what this statist has to say about their fear of what 20,000 will mean is an acknowledgement of what the first thousand have already done. And uh, they are quaking in their boots over what 20,000 liberty activists would mean for the future of uh, their power structure here in New Hampshire. And there's no other movement at all in this liberty movement that we have, which is a fairly wide-reaching global movement. There's nothing else like this out there. The Libertarian Party can't even dream about this level of publicity, this level of attention being paid to any of its candidates or any of the, the you know, whatever party things uh, that they're doing. And they've been around for 40 years. I mean, we're only just past the first decade of the Free State Project. So I'm excited about it. Daryl, obviously you are. That's why you made the move here uh, within the last year. And uh, folks can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. And if you just can't get over the whole moving to the East Coast thing, Wyoming seems like an all right second choice, and they do have the uh, the free state Wyoming thing. I don't know if it's really going anywhere. I know that several dozen people uh, have moved ostensibly, but they don't seem to be doing too much, or at least we don't get word about it. Have you heard of anything happening of out there? A lot of them just don't want to be on the Internet. But I got two things to say that are important. One is, speaking of quaking in your boots, if you want to see Ben Stone, the bad Quaker, nice segue. Dressed, as, dressed as Santa Claus putting guns into children's stockings. That video is going to be up on the Freedom Themes blog <laughs> tomorrow morning. Nima's editing it right now. And wow. it's for Nima's new hip-hop song, Guns for Everyone Except the Government. And the second nice. thing is, you said you have a problem with Facebook. It sounds like an addiction. If you ever need a sponsor to help get you off Facebook, Ian, I'll be it. You could call me in the middle of the night and go, <laughs> Michael, I think I'm going to post on Facebook. And I'll I sometimes right. think about it. I think about leaving, but then I can't. Because I feel like I can't because I'm trapped there. Oh, I thought you meant you Dude, thought no, about calling Michael in the middle of the you night. To, you, no, man. Do do like what Lou Rockwell does. Turn all your stuff there, your Free Talk Live page, over to a fan you trust or three or four of them, and then they post for you. It's not yeah. like it's cheating, but it just gets you off there, you know? I get what you're saying, but that doesn't feel right, like, you know, that I would let other people be my subsidiaries in, in that no, way. No, it wouldn't be you. Like, you'd get rid of your Ian Freeman account, but yeah. you'd keep the Free Talk Live account and have some admins that just post Free Talk Live stuff, not as you, but as Free Talk Live. The How could I ask someone to do something Give I'm not willing? Mark. How can I ask someone to do something I'm not willing to do myself? 
Uh, I don't money, know. When I was Ian. leaving Facebook, money. four or five people said, hey, do you want me to take over the Freedom Fiend site on there? And I said, okay, sure. And I made them admins. And okay. Left. All right. Michael Dean, uh, what's the Freedom Fiends blog? Where do people go to see that video you're talking about when it's available? Freedomfiends.com is the podcast. And then over on the right, there's a little cat icon that says blog. And you click on that. It'll be up tomorrow morning. I think Nima Vidati is a, a great rapper and a great musician. Yeah. And actually, we had him on the show before I even knew about the Freedom Fiends way back in the day. Uh, back yeah. uh, back when his uh, when he released I Own Me video. Which oh, that was, very was good. before I met him. I met him because yeah. of that video. I sent him a fan letter. Oh, cool. And it turned out he lived in my town. Yep, and then you guys became best of friends, and then he left your town and moved to Austin. Yep. A traitor. <laughs> you know, Michael, there's something that you could do. Fun. There's something you could do instead of giving one of your fans control of your uh, fan page. There's yeah. an app called RSS Graffiti that I use, and it pulls RSS feeds and automatically posts to pages and mm. Facebook walls. Wow. There you go. Does it automatically post uh, a, a cycle of fear the way I was suggesting they needed an app? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends, thanks as always. Appreciate the, thanks, uh, the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. We continue with you and your thoughts. Let's go to uh, Mark listening in Mississippi. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, this is uh, Mark from Mississippi, and I just listened to you guys talking about Wyoming and, uh, you know, just activism. Just before I get to the question, uh, here in Mississippi, we're doing activism as well, you know, trying to stray away from being a keyboard libertarian to actually, you know, going out in the field and getting stuff done. And basically, we have a meeting coming up the 29th, you know, because legislative season starts, and basically... Uh, for the first question, I'll just say, give you a background. The, uh, our tactic is basically you have an elective election season and then you have legislative season. Basically, our tactic, a guy from Oklahoma came and gave us a seminar on this uh, guerrilla politics tactic. It's you have, you know, the legislators try to get roll call votes on their vote. And, you know, if they're a Republican, and they're going against what they say they're supposed to do, like gun rights, et cetera, then we attack them during the you know, the election season. We go to their street, post uh ads saying that, you know, they're against guns, we go to their sister street, blah blah blah, just real local, you know, attacks to get them to fear us. And that's just uh our tactic because, you know, we can go to protest and holler all we want, but if they don't fear us, they won't respect us and they won't listen to us. And you know, who who is us? Who is us? Uh, Mississippi for Liberty. They have a page on Facebook. I heard your addiction of Facebook. Mm-hmm. I actually just deleted mine three weeks ago, but they do have a page, Mississippi for Liberty. And actually, the founder is a third-year medical student. He's real busy, but. We've got a lot of activists now, and we're, we're doing well, and, you know, the legislative season is off the I want to talk a little bit more about this strategy. I want to know more about what your exact plan is and how it is you think okay. that, uh, you know, buying advertisements, revealing the Republicans for being hypocrites is somehow going to change things. Uh, 855-450-FREE. I'm a bit of a skeptic on this one. 855-450-3733. And you're from uh, Alabama, somewhat uh, nearby. So we'll continue with this in moments. Hour three's next. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. 
We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Daryl. Uh, we'll continue here with your phone calls. And if we get a chance, we've kind of broken away from the original uh, topic uh, du jour for the evening, and that was the doomsday prophecies. You've got the top ten doomsday prophecies for us, Daryl. We've still got we've been, five. Right, we've been through half of them. So uh, we'll get through as many more as we can here tonight, uh, 855-453. But, of course, your calls come first. We'll go back to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Mark. He's calling from Mississippi. And, Mark, I, I appreciate you hanging through the news break there. I wanted to continue to you know, delve into uh, what you brought up tonight. You brought up that there's apparently a group called Mississippi for Liberty. Uh, you were saying that you guys are getting active. You're doing more than just posting on Facebook, uh, that you're doing things in real life. You said you're targeting uh, Republican candidates who break their promises and outing them. Uh, and I just, uh, Daryl, you got kind of a vibe off of this, uh, off of the, I guess the the wording that was being used. Yeah, it makes it makes it sound like you guys are basically Republicans that no, uh, like okay. small government when yeah. Republicans aren't in power. That, that's no, generally how most Republicans are. Go ahead. The uh, it can be any political party. We don't endorse you know, a candidate, but basically it's it's not just Republicans. I was just using that as an example. So do you guys support the Libertarians or the Reform Party candidates that do run down in Mississippi? It's just whoever, you know, is for, you know, just improving our rights and just, you know, keeping liberty alive. And basically, you know, we, we take roll call votes. Uh, we try to get their voting patterns and to see, you know, if they're hypocritical or not. Mm-hmm. And if they are. So if they grow. admit that they want big government and then vote for big government, you don't do anything about that because that's not hypocrisy? Well, the, uh, like, for instance, well, I mean, with that, that's, that is hypocrisy, but it's harder to argue against it and get people riled up to vote vote against them because they already know that you know that they like the government because they said it we're going against candidates that are weak 
you know, we're not we're not blindly going to, you know, people that are winning seventy percent of the vote in the last election. We're going to candidates that, you know, basically you can get it down to a numbers game. You have a percentage of voters that would just vote, you know, because it's team B, team R. But basically you can get it down to about four percent independent or just, you know, sway voters. And we can obtain a list of these voters and then just, you know, advertise towards them to, so, you know, knock this person off the seat. Let me see if I've got this straight. So you're uh, you're targeting incumbent politicians who were elected on certain campaign promises by small percentages of the vote who have who have broken those campaign promises. You are targeting we them. You're you targeting them with uh, campaigns, outing them for breaking their promises. And yeah. is the purpose to just replace them with anyone but them, or are you running specific candidates against these people? Well, basically, we're, we know that, it, you know, just seeing with the whole Ron Paul, we're not trying to necessarily win elections, but basically, we're trying to, you know, whether you're Democrat or Republican, you know, of course, we love candidates that would be, you know, for uh, gun rights, for blah, 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 everything, liberty. But, you know, if they're just for one thing, liberty, we're going to, uh, or, you know, if they're hypocrites and not for it, then we're going to attack them. But also, we have this thing called a champion, like a congressman. And this is one who is, you know, always been for liberty. And what also we do, we give him legislation, bills that we write or have already been written that we're trying to get. Now, who is this? You're saying there's a congressman for liberty in Mississippi? Local, like the state, not not the uh, U.S. Who who is that? We have, well, we do have three running, but the one... His name is... Uh, Three running, but has any been elected? One's already in, but the, the one that is elected... Like I said, I'm just a member. I'm not the main guy. Okay, like that's fine. So you're not really sure uh, who the who the person is that is uh, supposedly the liberty-supporting congressman. I would expect that, uh, you know... I, that his name would be a little bit more of a household name uh, amongst the Liberty community there in Mississippi if he actually did have principles. So here's my concern with what it is I'm hearing you say, and you know, correct me if I've got it wrong. You're running uh, attack campaigns against candidates that have won and have broken their their campaign promises, which of course is probably every politician in the state. Uh, you're running campaigns against certain ones that you believe you have a chance of displacing. However, you're not necessarily running candidates in order to compete with those individuals you're just simply trying to make make it so they lose so therefore whoever their uh, their competitor is whether they're liberty oriented or not would have a greater chance of defeating that person am i understanding that correctly well we're basically just trying to get legislation passed and if if uh they are hypocritical then this is legislation that you and your friends we're not going to support you know just because they're uh against you know, hypocritical, we're not going to support a hypocritical person completely. You know, of course we do want to win. But how are you going to get legislation passed? Who's writing the legislation? Is it you guys? Yes, some, and then also, you know, just bills that were almost almost passed but didn't quite, and Mm. just reinstating those. 
How long have you been at this, by the way, doing this kind of activism? Well, basically, it was a campaign for Liberty guy from Oklahoma, and he's been really doing it in Oklahoma for a while. And basically, in Mississippi, it's basically just this year, Mm -hmm. and this will be our first legislative season. And basically, the main guy is uh, Jen Cunningham. Like I said, he's a third-year med student. Who, Cunningham? Jim Cunningham. Jim Cunningham. So but this is a guy who's I, going around. He's kind of giving you advice on what to do in different uh, different states. That's the Oklahoma guy. I'm not yeah. sure of his name, but Jim. Well, I have to say that uh, you know I wish you the best of luck. I hope that uh, that you're successful in your campaign to yeah. get uh, liberty oriented legislature or legislation uh, enacted and defeat anti liberty candidates. However, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, an eternal skeptic of all of these political solutions in other states. These things have been tried for uh, for a long time, and you know, if you're not actually running liberty-oriented candidates, how you can ever expect liberty-oriented uh, legislation to be introduced or win? I, I don't really understand how that's going to work. But you know, I hope that you can show us in the long run that. Uh, and that one we were thing wrong. that Mississippi has going for them that New Hampshire doesn't. They have fair ballot access. The Libertarian Party is mm-hmm. automatically on the ballot. Hmm. The Reform how's Party that, how's that been going? is automatically on the ballot. How's that been going? Have they been getting elected? Uh, I believe at uh, some of the town levels they have so been. So like for Dog Catcher or something like that? Uh, Soil and Water town Conservation council. Board? Like, really? Libertarians I, I think, elected to town council in Mississippi? Uh, I, I think so. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I know the that there are two Libertarians elected as town aldermen down in Louisiana. Hey, uh, Mark, thanks for the call. Good yeah. luck with uh, with your group. Uh, although I have to say that, you know, when we went, went and checked out your Facebook page, it was an immediate kind of uh, shudder, I think, that uh, went through the studio here. The first thing you see when you go to the Facebook page is a big picture of Ronald Reagan. What's up with that? Oh, uh, it's just, it's like, you, you know, you don't, just because somebody has one good thing, you don't say that you support everything. Just like Ron Paul said, we have to coalition, not compromise. You know, Dennis Kucinich is a Democrat. We probably don't agree with everything that he has to say, but, you know, ending the wars, you know, he is good on that. Ronald Reagan's good for free. I don't see any pictures of Dennis Kucinich here. And just, you know, seeing people like that makes you think certain things about a about a website. Ronald Reagan, of course, presided over one of the largest increases in the federal government in our history. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-453. He did say some nice things. But actions are what matter. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you to bring up anything you want. It's 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy 
the features we have there. Listening options included, we've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, meaning different size bit rates of our streams for different internet connection speeds. You can go and get tuned into whichever one of those works best for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, again, listen.freetalklive.com. You can also get a list of our over 100 radio stations uh, from coast to coast that air the show at various times throughout the week. In addition to that, our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we're heard all week long. Plus, we're on Galaxy 19, which is a uh, where you can find a bunch of free-to-air television and radio channels. We're one of those channels up there as well. You can get details on that at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen over your phone. Listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, so, by the way, you want to get yourself a mortgage for 2.5%? Believe it or not, you can have one. 2.5% on a 15-year fixed mortgage. That is the actual rate, and it is not some kind of introductory sham rate that's going to change on you later. It's unlikely that you've ever even seen a rate this low, and the advantage to a 15-year fixed is that you'll be paying far less in interest. At 2.5%, if you refinance, you'll likely have the same payment but pay uh, far less in interest because you won't pay nearly as long. On a $150,000 house, your payment will be just under 1000 bucks a month. Go to MortgageMinuteGuy.com, fill out their three-question application, or give them a call. Uh, the number coming up in just a moment. They do loans in all 50 states, and their loan experts can answer all of your questions. Their number, Mortgage Minute Guy, 866-288-0088. Again, 866-288-0088, MortgageMinuteGuy.com. You know, our antenna goes up whenever we hear people talking about liberty and then mentioning the term Republican uh, in this studio here. Uh, Daryl and I, we both experienced the same thing with the last gentleman who I believe has the best of intentions and may be a liberty guy. I mean, when we brought up the fact that on their uh, Mississippi for Liberty Facebook page, the first thing you see is a picture of Ronald Reagan, uh, he did have a good response. And that was, well, you know, Dennis Kucinich is good on, you know, things too. And but they don't have pictures of Dennis Kucinich saying, no. end the wars. No, there's uh, there's Ronald Reagan. There's another one of Chuck Norris, who's also a neo uh, neoconservative, from what I understand. And then as you scroll down this page for the uh, Mississippi's uh, Mississippi Ostensibly for Liberty page, there's a poll, because, you know, Facebook will allow you to ask poll questions. And I think this is kind of revealing. Poll question. The Mississippi legislature is considering the creation of a state lottery. Should Mississippi have a lottery? Well, first of all, I was surprised to find out they didn't uh, have one. But it seems like I always thought all the states had have one by now. Because it's revenue for the state, which, of course, any small government person or liberty-oriented person would obviously oppose the creation of a state lottery. I mean, it's a monopoly on gaming. It's revenue for the state that they didn't have already. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to oppose this. Yeah, Actually, Mississippi does have a few casinos, but they do not have a lottery. Like Indian casinos? Yes. According to the vote totals here, uh, it is approximately 10 to 1 favoring the lottery. So 315 people voted yes, 38 people voted no. Uh, When you look at the comments on the story, uh, one person says, yes, save me from driving to New Orleans to buy tickets. Uh, They talk about how the proceeds will go to education. Hell yeah, need some kind of revenue coming in. So these do not sound like liberty-oriented people. Just my interpretation. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. And, you know, good luck with the whole 
trying to run candidates and change the system uh, with a limited amount of people who don't even have really what it's what seems like but they any level of principle. He, he didn't even say that they're necessarily running candidates. No, they're, they're not even to that point yet. Passing out literature opposing certain candidates who are in close races and were hypocritical. Yeah. So if the guy said from the get-go, I love big government, they're not necessarily opposing that guy. Look, if you actually love liberty and you want to have a real impact, you got to go where the activists are. Not where some people are that claim to love liberty, but yet are actually just Republicans. Which is, of course, as you pointed out during the break, exactly what Republicans do when they're out of power. Yeah, they adopt the mantle of uh, the cloak of liberty. They'll pull, uh, you know, all manner of uh, icon- icons that are typically seen as liberty oriented. They'll spout off uh, about freedom, and then of course they'll fool you into thinking that they actually care about freedom. They'll get elected, and then uh, this group apparently will hold them to their promises, and then maybe oppose them in the next election. So some other guy who claims to be for freedom will get elected instead. This has been the cycle for as long as I've been around and paying attention. The same old story, and people still keep falling for it. And I would like to uh, correct myself before, during the last segment, I said I thought that Mississippi had a few libertarians that were elected at either a uh, city or a county level. According to the Libertarian Party website, there are no elected libertarians in Mississippi, Mm. despite the fact that the Libertarian Party is guaranteed ballot access. Yeah. So as soon as you're tired of the same old cycle of being lied to by Republicans uh, about freedom and continuing to, for whatever reason, support them, you could actually move to New Hampshire if you love freedom, if you understand what liberty really means, and that is the uh, freedom to live your life how you want so long as you don't harm anyone else. Uh, that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. Here in New Hampshire, we've had liberty, truly principled, liberty-oriented people being elected as both Republicans and Democrats. And I know, Daryl, you know, someday maybe we'll have the ballot access for the libertarians here in this uh, in this state. I, I'm just extremely disappointed that none of the so-called liberty-loving state reps will introduce ballot access reform. I wonder why that is. Maybe there's some sort of pressure coming from uh, internal party structures or something like that. I know I that know. Uh, that one you know one Republican who I've heard is an anarchist uh, refused to sign my petition to get the Libertarian Party on the ballot because, because would, of internal pressure, right? Because he would be somehow excommunicated or something like that. Yeah, uh, I believe the at one time Speaker of the House signed a petition to get the Libertarians on the ballot, and the Republican Party threatened to basically expel him from the party we may see that and change. remove his speakership. We may see that change because Free State Project participants are be basically taking over the Republican Party here. I mean, they're not, uh, they haven't completed that yet, but there are a number of them who've been elected to internal party positions and are working to – I mean you want to talk about these – there was these Ron Paul guys across the country this, this year uh, that attempted to change the Republican Party from the inside. But there aren't enough of them, and they aren't you – know, they, they weren't effective at what they were trying to do because they didn't have the concentration. But we have that concentration here in New Hampshire. So if that's, if that's like the, the kind of activism you enjoy doing, you can actually have an impact – uh, here in New Hampshire. Anyway, freestateproject.org to learn more about that. Mike's in Illinois. He's uh, on the line. Hello, Mike. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind, Mike? 
Well, I saw your tweet encouraging people to call in if they've ever been a uh, member of a cult, so I thought I'd address that. Excellent. Stand by. We will bring you back here in a moment. We have uh, someone who is willing to share a cult-related mm-hmm. experience. Us, uh, so supposedly. We'll get more of uh, Mike here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. If you get on the line now, uh, we'll probably get you in here. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you in studio, it's Ian. And Daryl. Join Daryl on his website, fpp.cc. Not only can you get his brand new book until midnight tonight for free, midnight Pacific time tonight. Yes. For free, uh, you can also uh, read his newspaper in PDF format, as well as uh, order other books because you're a publisher with FPP. Yeah, other books, and then I've got the Freedom Minute that runs on the Liberty Radio Network, as well as podcast, right? Uh, yeah, that's a weekly right. podcast, and then there's Peace Love Liberty Radio that also airs on the Liberty Radio Network. On your weekday, our uh, week, yeah, your weekend show where people can call and uh, and have you the host the main host uh, on yes. the program and uh, you do bring in guests on that program as well so who's on who's on with you tonight or this uh, this week uh this sunday is Gigi bowman from liberty candidates okay i heard she might be a free state project participant i don't know if that's i true, know though. she's been to the last couple of pork fest i can definitely ask very good we'll continue here with your thoughts your calls mike listening in illinois you mentioned that you've had some uh, cult related experience mike and you are the only person to call about that tonight so uh, go ahead with your thoughts yeah, well, obviously I'll tell them what the cult was, but I guess I should first say, you know, what I identify as a cult, it may alienate and offend some of your other listeners, so I do apologize in advance for that. Because okay. some people may not agree that it's a cult, but I'm pretty certain it's a cult. So Go for it. Um, okay, yeah, the I'll just make it real simple. I was involved, heavily involved, for over a decade in evangelical fundamentalist Christianity. I mean, it mm. wasn't you know, it wasn't Jim Jones. I mean, they didn't threaten to kill me if I left, but the mind control, the guilt trips, I mean, you're constantly, you know, today was supposed to be the end of the world according to the Mayans. I mean, there you're always, you're you're made to be afraid that Jesus is coming back, because you're, you're told Jesus is coming soon, get ready, and any news out of the Middle East means he's coming back soon, and it's just... It's mind control. It's propaganda. I mean, I'm not. I'm not bashing Christianity in general, Christianity, Christianity per se, but the specific kind of Christianity in which I was involved. I'm. I'm convinced it, it was a cult. And so, were you involved with like a John Hagee type church? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, yeah. My the the last church I was involved in taught you know almost the same exact doctrine that Hagee teaches. You know, the left behind 
view of the end times. You know, the Bible is literally the Word of God. You know, not one there's not one error in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, very heavily in, invested in Israel. So yeah, it, and because you're evangelical, uh, you know, and the end times are coming, there's a sense of urgency, right? Like you've got to convert people as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, even uh-huh. if it's even if it's to the detriment of your personal relationships and your family decides right. to ostracize oh. you, oh yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm still apologizing to my friends and immediate family oh. members for just the jerk I made of myself. Yeah. yeah, you're told that you need to proclaim the the good news, you know, shouted aloud from the rooftops, and uh, yeah, I I I kick myself. I mean, it's my fault. I was stupid enough to fall for it, but. That's the way it goes. Sometimes. What uh, was it? That, and, and you said it was for about a decade. So, what yeah. was it that changed for you that allowed you to have the perspective you now have? Yeah, well, you know, to put it in the mo- most simple terms, I would say new, new information and new experiences. I mean, new information that I read what the critical scholarship of the Bible. I I studied how the the or the historical origins of Christianity and how we got the Bible, and the more I learned, I realized that, you know, the Christianity, like all religions, and this is my opinion, is it's the creation of man. It's not a divine product, and the Bible is a very human book. A guy who really opened my eyes is a guy named Bart Ehrman, uh, who's a professor at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. His, his books really opened my eyes about the Bible, and then I you know, I just I look at the state. I looked at the state of the world, and it just it became harder and harder to believe in a God who is controlling everything that 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 hmm. goes on down here. It just became increasingly harder to believe in that kind of a higher power. So, uh, yeah, I just came to the point where I just the evidence. I realized the evidence wasn't there. What happened when you left the cult? Uh, when what and what uh, exact denomination was it again? Uh, I mean, it was. It was. I would say it's non-denominational. The last, the name of the last church I was involved is Harvest Bible Chapel. I mean, it's very, pretty. It's pretty much Baptist. Mm-hmm. I mean, very similar to, to uh, Baptist. But uh, uh, as far as what happened, uh, yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of friends. Um, you mean you friends know, from was, the church? Friends from the church. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was basically shunned. I mean, the, it's funny because right, you'd already lost Christian. your other friends being in the church. And, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, and uh, you know, it's funny because these same people they criticize groups like the Jehovah's Witnesses because the Jehovah's Witnesses are known to shun people who leave their the the Watchtower right. Society behind. But these people were doing the same thing that Jehovah's Witnesses were doing. I mean, they, you know. Uh, they're doing the same exact thing, so mm-hmm. I think it was pretty hypocritical. But it's that it's that in-group mentality, and once someone leaves the group, you know, it's you know the one once someone commits apostasy, they're worthless. They're they're dirt. That's their mentality. So you would no longer consider yourself a, a Christian. What's your current belief system? Yeah, I'm not a Christian in any sense of the word. I would I would definitely I would call myself a skeptic and mm-hmm. a naturalist. I don't rule out the the possibility that some kind of higher power exists, but uh, if I'm pretty much an atheist when it comes to the various gods of the world religions, you know, uh, Interesting. I don't believe in the Trinitarian God or Allah or anything yep. like that. Mike, thanks for sharing your experience. Anything else you want to add? No, I, you know, I've listened to your show a few times. I'm going to, I'm going to start listening to it more because, you know, I believe in what you guys uh, promote, you know, liberty and Excellent, you know, sir. everything.
Glad you're out there. Thanks for making that call tonight. It was uh, it was what I was looking for earlier, and yeah, I'm glad that, uh, that you good. called. Thank you. 855-450-FREE. Aaron is in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hey, Aaron. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Well, it's kind of ironic. You was talking uh, about Coke and everything. I am uh, grew up here in Indy. As a matter of fact, I'm just a few blocks away from the original church that Jim Jones pastored. Oh, wow. Here in Texas. Before he moved, it's kind of funny. The reason he left here and went to San Francisco is because he said he couldn't deal with the Klan the way uh, they couldn't deal with the fact that he loved black folks as well as white in his church, <laughs> and he couldn't stand the news, local newspaper, and everything. And, and uh, he wanted to go where everybody was accepted in San Francisco. He kind of failed to mention that little tax thing, but other than that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um. I'm a few blocks away from his original church down here. Okay. But um, I wanted to hit on something else here. Uh, sure. I heard you talking about Republicans uh, pretending to be liberty-loving uh, yes, liberty, uh, folks. There's no conservative. You, there's so many people hiding behind this here tag of conservatism. If you uh, if you voted for someone to have to, uh, to, have to wear a seatbelt, you're not conservative. If you vote for some rich man that owns a uh, professional sports team, and you're going to take taxpayers' money to build him an arena, and then uh, make you feel guilty if you don't, if you're not willing to spend your tax dollars on him, you're not a conservative. You're not supposed to save me from me. That's not your job as a government. You know, well, I don't know what conservative even means. I mean, you clearly have a, a, a definition to your mind, but I think everybody has their own version well, of they it. Say, uh, they say conservative is someone the, the left government. Uh, all I know is that's all up in my business. Why are you going to give me a ticket or uh, 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 charge me for not wearing a seatbelt right. to save myself? No, I, I mean, th- those are definitely not liberty-oriented positions, but, I mean, classically, conservatives will speak out of one side of their mouth and then do another, right? So, like, they'll say they're for smaller government, but they'll always support larger military spending. And they always so. find they justifications. The original, they the original Sesame Street. They got full of mothers. Like, they the original Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would like to say one other thing about this. Stand uh, by. you got one more thing you can hang on. Aaron will bring you back. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Enough time, perhaps, for you and your call if you make it right now. 1-855-450-3733. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keene. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keene has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in right now at 855-453-SACL-CAI the SACL CAI toll-free line, join us online at freetalklive.com. With you tonight, Ian here. And Daryl. And you can join us on uh, the website, freetalklive.com, where you get a lot of features and we give them to you free. If you like the show, you can get yourself uh, some tools with which you can uh, promote Free Talk Live. Bumper sticker, you can get a free one by going to promote.freetalklive.com. I believe you have one on your car, Daryl, or is it LRN.fm? Uh, I have an LRN.fm in the back window. I, I 
had temporarily run out of bumper space. You are one of those folks with uh, maximum bumper sticker. 40-some-odd, close to 50 bumper stickers on the car. (laughs) I I always find that interesting because it it gives you something to read when you're sitting at at a stoplight. Uh, and so you can get your own bumper sticker. Go to uh, promote.freetalklive.com. And you can also get uh, downloadables like web graphics you can add to your website or blog. Uh, you can also get high-res graphics you can use to, I don't know, make T-shirts and stuff from. Uh, you can do all kinds of things. We've got uh, printable flyers and more. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And something else you want to consider doing is getting some food that you can store away, freeze-dried, storable food that's going to last 25 years. It's the Legacy Premium brand, and it's available through buyemergencyfoods.com. These things are great thus far. I've, I've, tried, uh, I've tried one of them, and I'm going to be trying more, but I don't have them here. I'm waiting for Mark to get back. He's been hoarding them. Uh, he's going to bring them back, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know, relaying to you my experience with more of the food. But uh, that what I've had so far, I was actually really pleased with. And uh, you can go and learn more about their products at buyemergencyfoods.com. No artificial flavors, zero MSG, 100% certified GMO-free uh, it's a quality product, and they're the only ones that put oxygen absorbers in every nitrogen-flushed Mylar pouch. And, of course, different you know levels of uh, purchase are available. You can go and get a pallet full of food, or you can get one tote full. Uh, and, you know, whatever your budget is, they've got something that's going to match up to you. So go to buyemergencyfoods.com. You'll find they've got some great information there that compares them to the rest of the industry. And it'll show you that not only is their food quality, but you also get it at a better price than the competitors out there, which is ideal. So, And you can get an even better price by using FTL as your coupon code when you check out. So save 5% more uh, at... Uh, buyemergencyfoods.com use coupon code FTL and you'll save an extra 5% buyemergencyfoods.com let's go back to the phones and the fun Aaron listening in Indy to WXNT Aaron you said you had something else you wanted to cover tonight so go ahead Aaron in Indy his uh, so called uh, statement today was just as effective as that uh, one that Tiger Woods gave the first time after he came back his apology I mean, if this is, I, I believe in having a gun in your home to protect your house. I really do. But to say that you need a shotgun at every school is ignorant. It it doesn't make no sense. And I, I think it comes down to uh, no one has all the answers. And I claim to have them either. But one thing I think that will help a lot of these here people in these here small towns, which is uh, kind of ironic, but it, it just sickens me to no end whenever I hear someone in the news or someone in these little towns after these horrific uh, incidents. Well, this isn't supposed to happen here. Somebody please tell me where this is supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, Good point. I don't want it to happen in my neighborhood. And and, uh, and to see how these news stations flock right over it happening, uh, right where they are planted at, they buildings are planted right in these inner cities. They will drive millions of miles, fly millions of miles, spend millions of dollars to go through a story they own self-interest in Connecticut and bypass all kind of the same murders and everything going on in here. Stop saying that it's not supposed to happen here because when you do that, you're saying it's safe enough for a criminal to come there and do it. It's usually someone they know. You can't escape crime. Crime is wherever people are. We are all flawed. It's true. And the way we go, and nobody wants to 
agree on getting something done instead of saying I'm right and you're wrong, we're going to end up just like that movie Escape from New York. And I, I love that it. movie. I mean, that's, that's where it's headed to. You want me to do it? I'm Call me Snake. Have you seen that's that, Daryl? No. Hold on, Aaron. Daryl's never seen Escape from New York. How would you give him? Can you give him a a summary of what the movie is about? Total human breakdown in human nature and destruction. Just let me put it this way: the movie is so depressing. I think you were uh, in a a land of death by living. You were better off dead than living in the city of New York. They turned the whole state of New York into a prison. Not quite. Uh, not quite. It was Manhattan. They turned Manhattan, uh, Manhattan into with, uh, uh, into a prison. Yeah. So but, hey, uh, thank uh, you, Aaron. Thank you for the call tonight, man. I appreciate the call and the thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free. It's a John Carpenter movie from I think nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty one. I believe he did it after the thing. Or I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm then. vaguely familiar with the movie. I've just never seen. It. I, I'm not one Kurt. of these big movie watching guys. I don't know if I'm a big movie watching guy, but uh, I've certainly you know seen a, a few of them, and uh, this is one of uh, this is a great film. It's uh, John Carpenter is a libertarian, by the way, as well as Kurt Russell. Uh, there are a couple of uh, did not know that. Yeah, there are a couple of commentary tracks on uh, some of their movies where they actually talk about being libertarians in Hollywood, and it's it's pretty interesting because you know they're they're two people who've worked together on a number of films, and so they obviously have a real good working relationship. Anyway, uh, you know Kurt Russell plays snake plissken who is this old war hero uh kind of turned bad guy basically and he is recruited so to speak to do some work uh the president uh his plane has i guess been hijacked or something like that and and uh they've got like this escape pod the escape pod falls into manhattan and at this time in america Manhattan has been turned into a prison colony. It's been walled off. Uh, you know, basically, it's an island, and right. you know, there's there's been you know walls built and guard towers and helicopters flying around, and so essentially they just dump all of the criminal element into Manhattan and let them let them live basically in Manhattan. And so Snake's job is, and he's kind of up against the clock. Uh, he's they do something to him that makes it so he pretty much has to do what they want him to. He's basically an anti-hero, which is why his character's so much fun. He's okay. not like he's not a, a likable character. He's likable in that he's Kurt Russell and Snake Plissken, but he's not a good guy necessarily. He's just the guy they chose to do this mission and basically forced him into it. And uh, so he enters into New, you know, uh, Manhattan with the, the the mission of rescuing the president from whichever gangsters uh, have basically held him uh, captive and y- all along the way you meet a, a you know a group of interesting colorful characters uh, and it's a lot of fun it's a fun movie that they actually redid in the mid 1990s uh, they redid it as escape from Los Angeles where this it's the exact same concept okay, just, re, just different city yeah just redone and uh the, the cast is fun like in in escape from new york it's got uh, harry dean stanton in it and uh let's see isaac hayes is in that the chef okay. from south park and uh it's a fun movie highly recommend uh, you, you check that one out anyway uh 855-450-FREE why are you giving out the number SACL CAI toll free line. It's it's a good habit, uh, but we've let's see if we can get any more of the maybe the number five. I, I, I can run through five through two and then give okay. a little bit more on one. These are the uh, top ten doomsday prophecies. Yes, 
Number five, the Large Hadron Collider, which is over in Switzerland. The claim was that by spinning the molecules and colliding them into one another so fast, it would create a black hole that would then collapse the Earth. Number four, Shoko Asahara, who was a Japanese man, or is a Japanese man, who basically attempted to create his own apocalypse by doing some mass murder with some gas. Yikes. And since he's been in prison in 2004, there have been other crimes that have been linked to him. So the Japanese government has not assassinated him yet. Hmm. Just because they want to keep him alive as long as these other things are going to prove that it was him. Okay. Number three, Heaven's Gate, which was the suicide, suicide cult. cult from... They were going to uh, hitch a ride on a comet, Just north right? of San Diego. Yeah, the Hellbop Comet. With, that, it was supposedly an alien ship in the, the tail of the comet. Yes. And before these guys actually killed themselves, two of them attempted to return a telescope because they couldn't see the spaceship. <laughs> Uh, number two is Y2K. Yeah, oh, that was huge. We all know that one. And number one, this is the primary reason I said that you can't say that these are failed apocalyptic okay. doomsday prophecies. The sun becomes a red giant in approximately six billion years. That's a doomsday prophecy? Yes. Doesn't a doomsday prophecy have to affect your current life? For it to be Not a, necessarily. A it just means that prophecy. the world ends. All right. Good call, sir. Or a good, uh, good article. Appreciate it. We'll uh, see you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Is there anybody you've forgotten on your Christmas list this year? How about ones that you, you won't see this holiday season? Are there friends or family that live far away? Do you know there's an easy and simple way to show them you're thinking of them this holiday season? You can send them a bouquet from proflowers.com. Right now, we've got a special of the Free Talk Live special on Pro Flowers is a, a beautiful arrangement of a dozen candy cane roses. So they're red and white roses with some uh, baby's breath in them, and they come in their own uh, beautiful vase. And you can send them you know, to anybody on your list who uh, needs some flowers. I'm sure that uh, you know mothers and sisters and aunts, those folks would uh, really love it. Girlfriends certainly would love the candy cane roses. Um, use coupon code FTL to get... Uh, the, this great deal. It's twenty four ninety nine, and you'll get a you get quite a bit off of the the regular retail price with coupon code FTL at proflowers dot com, and you can upgrade to eighteen candy cane roses in a you know bigger arrangement with gourmet chocolates for just ten bucks more. It's uh it, it's really stunning um, with them all together. Pro flowers are guaranteed to stay fresh for a full week. They're not the kind of flowers that are just going to show up and you know start turning yellow immediately. Um, or you get your money back if it's uh, if, if that doesn't work out for you. So go to proflowers.com or call eight hundred P R O flowers and mention FTL. When you go to proflowers.com, you look up in the right hand corner. There's a microphone, um, and you just type in FTL there. It's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone, type in FTL, and the order expires on midnight on Friday. Christmas is just a few days away, so go to proflowers.com. Use coupon code FTL or call eight hundred P R O flowers and mention FTL.